Dustin. Hello, Hooper. I had some cornbread tonight. You had cornbread? It was so good. <laughs> oh, I love me some cornbread. Yeah. My, my grandmother made the best cornbread, period. And oh. I don't know I don't know if you're Southern enough to know this. Oh. So, so my grandmother used to make cornbread. And what she would do for us when we had like, when we were hungry, needed a snack, me and my cousins, my brother and I, um, she would take the cornbread, the leftover cornbread, and she would crumble it up into just little tiny pieces and pour milk over it like cereal. And and it's cornbread and milk is all it was. And it was delicious. It Did was like it was the most it? delicious thing. With a spoon. <laughs> like cereal. It's literally like cereal. But it's so good. Like I don't I don't know that I would do it now. But but when I was a kid and it and I was over there and it was like Mimo, I'm hungry. She'd be like, all right, hold on. And she'd come in with like a little, she had like one, I remember specifically like one cup that she had. It was like a tin cup and she'd bring it in and like, you'd eat, eat your, it was, it was like a, a tin cup you'd see in like an old prison movie that they're like banging on the jail cell, like the, <laughs> the bars, like, ding, 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 ding. and like we'd eat it in the living room, like, yeah. And it was like the best thing, but Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're Southern enough to know that. No, if, if we had known each other when we were kids and I would stay over, like this reminds me of the kind of thing that I would like, you know, like if I was at a friend's house, they're like, oh, hey, this is what we're gonna do for breakfast. So, you know, yeah. you know, nudge me like, oh, you're gonna love this. You're doing the cornbread milk. I'd yeah. be like, okay, that sounds weird, but I'll, I'll play along. Yeah. Oh, here, got the cornbread. Oh, cool. We're gonna eat cornbread. And then she crumbles it and I would probably go, uh, what? 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 Wait, you're crumbling it. What is Put, this? What, are you putting it in milk? Here you go. What is this? I, Oh, I don't know what? because Dustin, here's why I say that <clears throat> no disrespect to your grandmother. Yes. Go. I don't didn't and don't when I, when I do today, I didn't mm-hmm. and don't when I do today. Yes. Take that Dr. Seuss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do not have cereal with milk. I've never done that. Really? I, I, I mean, like, dry cereal. Like I've tried, but like, yeah, I, yes, I, I, I did that. I ate dry cereal when I was a kid. I I, re, I remember you when we lived together eating dry cereal, but I never knew that you never had it wet. Yeah, I didn't run out of milk. This is not something I do. Um, wow. No, okay. I don't like the texture. I don't like the sogginess. I don't like really? the. So if there's cornbread milk, it's like ah, yeah, I'll just starve. It's cool. I, I'm not gonna eat that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I, have that. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, but I, I do. I do love cereal. Um, I, I found I eat a whole lot less cereal. Well, I haven't had cereal in forever, but like, like I, I, I don't, I don't even want cereal, but I guess if it's there and it's offered, sure. But yeah. like, I will never be like, I want cereal. You're going to start eating more of it when your son gets older though. Like Maybe. Me. <laughs> my, my wife craved it when she was pregnant. Yeah. So she would like have bowls of cereal every day. Like. Like she'd start her day with like a bowl of cereal and then later for a snack, have a bowl of cereal and then before bed, have a bowl of cereal. She have that and giant bowl like J- like Jason Siegel and forgetting yeah, ceremony. Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> but it was it, it was, you know, that's just what she craved. And and I've just yeah, I'm 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 never going to like pick out that cornbread and milk or the cereal again. But <laughs> I don't know. It's I like cereal. No, I. I I just I always eat it dry. 
And like now when I got older and so it's like, okay, there's, there's some merit to this milk thing. I still don't want the sogginess. Yeah. I would just pour a cup of milk and I would just giant spoon, like as big of a spoonful of cereal as I could fit in my mouth. Like, oh, yeah. And before I started chewing, a little sip and then I'd chew baby. There you go. That was the ticket. What was, was your like, go-to oh, cereal? Whole, oh, my, my favorite? Yep. Uh, so we couldn't have like a lot of kinds of cereal in my house unless it was like Christmas or something. We'd get like little, mm-hmm. those little mini boxes of cereal for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like a mainstay cereal would be like Rice Krispies or mm-hmm. Raisin Bran. I think one, I think we, at some point my parents went crazy and we started getting Honey Nut Cheerios. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um. So then like, but then like, if it was like, if it was me or if it was my choice or like, you know, when I first started living on my own, wanted to get out of my system, it was like cinnamon toast crunch, like the, this, this sugariest cereal I could get my hands on. Um, yeah. and, uh, so now we have honey nut Cheerios that Noah eats. Um, yeah. and, uh, he, he, d- he does milk. Amelia does not, doesn't do mm. milk either. Wow. I'm just okay. like, I get it. It's a texture thing. I understand. I was like, you yeah. ought to do the whole, you don't do the chasing thing. You should do the chasing thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, my go-to was, uh, Captain peanut butter, Captain crunch, Ooh. like the little, the little peanut butter, <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, nuggets. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, rocks. um, <laughs> so peanut butter rocks. Yeah, pretty much. Were. Um, and they tear your mouth up, dude. Yeah, y- your mouth was just like in pe- your the yeah. roof of your mouth is like falling apart throughout first period. It's yeah. like, oh, um, but that was my go to. Um, now I like the last time I had cereal, I was like, I was I like cinnamon toast crunch. Mm, yeah. I don't know, you know, apple jacks are good. In college, I ate apple jacks and. I don't know. I seem to remember having Lucky Charms on hand in college. But. See, okay, so the drawback is like cereals like Lucky Charms I couldn't enjoy because those stupid marshmallows don't like inflate unless you pour milk on yeah. them. So I was eating yeah. them and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like sticky and <laughs> like, yeah. Like, tough. Does everybody like this cereal? Yeah. Yeah, but, so good. but some cereal is like, to me, just is better without milk. Like I think the, the best example I can think of, <clears throat> two good examples were Cinnamon Toast Crunch because like the, the cinnamon... And sugar would stay on the flake so you could actually like yeah. taste it yeah. instead of it being washed into the milk, you know? Yeah. Yep. And the other was frosted flakes. Mm. Cause there's like, again, all that dry texture was there. So it was like, Ooh, the sugar's, mm. yeah. You know? Yep. I good. love, I love frosted flakes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cereal is, uh, is, is terrible, terrible, terrible thing, but it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 the most pointless of all breakfast foods. Cereal is is let's be clear, we'll never be sponsored by cereal because cereal is crap. Even yep, special right. K is crap. Yeah, K yep. for crap. Special crap. <laughs> yes. no, no cereal is good for you, and like there's only cereal that's less bad for you, like that high fiber other yeah. stuff or whatever this weird stuff they sell at Costco is now. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. less bad cereal, but right. but it no one can tell me cereal is not delicious. It's just right. Like any good junk food, it's, it's, yep. it's tasty. There's so much better options for breakfast. Like if I wanted a hot breakfast, like if I want a breakfast, I'm probably going to go with a hot breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a bacon, a sausage, a, some sort of a sandwich or a wrap or something. Mm-hmm. But you go with like a cold breakfast. If you're, if you're in the mood for that cold, like, you know, cereal type breakfast, I always go with like oats, like overnight oats. That's the best thing in the world, man. Mm. Throw some fruit up on there and some chia seeds. 
So like all uh, in a day. Like my oatmeal too when I was a kid. Yeah. Dry. Really? I ate that thing dry. It's like I was eating a sand dune. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And I remember, and because again, it was just like I just saw oatmeal. I just saw a bowl of slop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just now imagining you like with a like having a horrible time pooping as a kid a hundred percent i just imagine you wanting mac and cheese but just eating the blue box mac and cheese without any without any of the cheese or the milk or the the butter yeah i don't do any liquids period uh it's just like dry noodles No. no at a certain point i was just like i'm just not gonna have oatmeal and then like i you know starting oatmeal like in college i was like yeah oatmeal's fine yeah, but almost, it, it was, it's still a balance. I couldn't make it too watery. I had to like, sure, sure. you know, add a little more like, oh, a little more water. A little no teaspoon of water. Are you Southern enough to like grits? Yes, I love grits. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah that's right. I know you like grits because <laughs> I remember I remember in college we used to buy the grits, the, the instant grits. Yeah. And, and I would get the original flavor and you'd buy that like bacon. triple pack with the bacon and the butter <laughs> and the sampler pack. Yeah. yeah, the sampler pack. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I ate that in about two days. That was like 20 packets of <laughs> grits. Uh, everyone, everyone listening to this who is here for movies is thinking about uh, um, uh, my cousin Vinny and how they say no self-respecting Southerner uses instant grits, right? right? Man, instant grits are delicious. It takes a minute and a half and you have grits. Sometimes you don't have time for real grits, you know? I don't have time for real grits. You got to let know. those grits soak for like hours yeah it's hard if you ever try to like time for that it's, it's there's at one point where i was like oh you get the stone ground grits it's like oh hell yeah i'm gonna get the stone ground ones and it's like when am i gonna make this here here's when here's the only time that stone ground grits are acceptable it, it time wise like because mm-hmm. it's, it's a time commitment right oh for god's sake it, it's it's when you do it for dinner and you throw in some shrimps some sausage in there mm. ha- have some like shrimp and grits then you mm. use your stone ground grits. You don't use your instant grits for for shrimp and grits. That's that's how you do it. What about uh what was the other thing? Oh, it was the same with beans. It was like <clears throat> it was like, yeah, was, there's a you know, I went gone through periods in my life where I've eaten a lot of beans. Yep. Um, and uh, especially the parts where I was especially strapped for cash. Yeah. Um college. Or two thousand nine. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping them down was another. Or now. <laughs> another, <laughs> still remembered, Calvin. This would be so much easier to clean up if you ate like us. <laughs> I forgot like, about that. It's one of my favorite lines from that entire yes. thing. Is, it's, just like, it's just bean skins everywhere. Lettuce. Bean skins. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> gross. Uh, but like... At the same time, I was telling somebody at the time, I was like, yeah, like I'm just buying beans and they're cheap and it's good protein and like I can tolerate it. Like I, it's, it's okay. And he's like, like you should go even further. Like get the dry beans, you know, like they're even cheaper. And you like, you know, you can kind of prep them yourself. And I never did that. Yeah. I, again, like. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Like for God's yeah. sake, a, a can of beans is like 50 cents. Do I really need to buy a sack of beans for 60 cents. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yep. What am I, a bean smith? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be in the kitchen for days making beans. No, I, don't have, to, I have to go to work. No. <laughs> I have two jobs. Yes. <laughs> Can't be making this, beans. This reminds me of like, you know, look, a lot of things that take time are better, right? Yes. Obviously. Yeah, we, sure. we, we, we'll, we'll admit this, but like, I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. 
John John used to get those uh, uh, boiled peanuts that were in a can. You just open the can and eat the boiled peanuts. That junk is disgusting. But and John will admit as such. But they, they they're fine. But they're disgusting. And I didn't know what those were yeah. until I met him. So he's just eating this strange thing out of a can i was like yeah. this is like space food i was so <laughs> yes what is this what's a what boiled this? peanut what is this legume in <laughs> in liquid i don't understand <laughs> but that, that's exactly what it was dude it was just boiled peanuts in a can and you just like peel the top back and start chowing down and i'm like no like that that to me i can't do that because i'm like no you got to put the peanut you got to put the roasted peanut in in the hot boiling water and let it sit there for dude it takes forever to make boiled peanuts you salt the water you you, you let it sit for like it's, hours <laughs> and then you pull them out and then you taste them you do that little slurp you like crack it up slurp it up and you're like oh this is good and then and then it's ready and then there you go you got your boiled peanuts but nah <laughs> it's you know it's crazy what we would <clears throat> what we would tolerate before we had access to a kitchen it's true. You know, you spend two years just like, all right, well, the dining hall is closed. Uh, like, what do you want to do? And it's like, we can either like go get fast food or we can go to fancy Parker's or um, I've got this canned shit I can eat. <laughs> I, I'm convinced that's the only reason John ate that was because like he had no other options. Like, I, it, I bought it. It's going to expire soon. I really should. It, it's 2 a.m. And you're just like, I don't know what to get. Just. I don't know. Get the canned boiled yeah. peanuts. Oh, I'm trying to remember like what kind of snacks I would stock up on. Like a sp- yeah. specifically like in sophomore year. Like I can remember. I, well, <laughs> I know what I did. I, I took home a bushel of apples from the dining hall. Yeah. I stockpiled food I already paid for. There you go. Like an American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doomsday prepping. <laughs> like people come over like hey hello gentlemen would you like a granny smith apple it's been in my pants sit, sit on my bed of apples um <laughs> i was telling my wife how I, would, I used to hide my beer in my uh in my laundry basket yes and she was like good god why yep and i was like you can't put it in the fridge because they'll catch yep. you yep and they're not gonna check my dirty undies they're not gonna check <laughs> Oh, you put it in dirties? Oh, dude. I was like, there was, there was a, they were in a box. There was a box in between them. And she was like, I don't know. And it's like, what are they going to, the, the, the bacteria just going to crawl from my undies through the box, somehow get into the can, please. Like, this is a $6 box of beer. Come on. It's, it's, it's warm. What's I'm, gonna with your, do, what's, I'm with your wife on this one. That's still a little too close for right, comfort. Three things will deter you from having that beer. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. come in. Okay. F- four things. Number one, right. We're underage. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Number two, Budweiser. Disclaimer. Ugh. It does okay, matter. Gross. All right. All right. Oh, it's not in your fridge. Oh, it's warm. Yeah. <sighs> I still want a beer though. All right. It's in my dirty undies. Oh. <sighs> Is it touching your undies or is it in a box? Uh, it's in a box. Great. Let me have one. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know. You, 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 you See, throw the, a can of boiled peanuts in your underwear. I, I ain't going to eat the boiled peanuts. Well, uh, you know, the part of that was like a tactic, like, hey, you want some of my beer? Oh, no, thanks. Cool. More for me. <laughs> Good. I'm going to offer right, it. I'm not right. going to like, I'm not going to like hoard it like an asshole, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I am going to make it unappealing for you to, to accept one. <laughs> 
before, like, every time we'd go get some, I'd have like an anxiety attack. It's like, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to make this last. <laughs> I can. It, it, it's so that you have the appearance of being like friend, friendly and generous. <laughs> Welcoming. It's the equivalent of sitting down at a restaurant and handing over your large French fry and yeah. saying, hey, do you want a fry? And then sneezing in it before you hand <laughs> it to spit them. on it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Cool. More for me. It'd be like if I, the only thing I could have done worse would be like, hey, would you like a beer? Um, I sleep on top of them with my naked body every night like I'm a bird and they're my little eggs. Would oh. you like some? I just like lift up my sheets and there they are. It's like my babies. Would you like to have one in a little nest of twigs and, and leaves <laughs> foliage? <laughs> hold, uh, hold on. It's time. It's time for the hatch. And I just go sit on. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> time for you to eat. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was doing that night. I was feeding the rest of the beer. <laughs> Are we reviewing a movie on this episode? Or? <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's talk about uh, let's talk about insomnia. They brought him in to solve an unspeakable crime. Detective Dormer, it's such an honor to meet you. I'm Detective Ellie Burr. Welcome to Night Mute. So incredible to be working with you. The Leland Street Murders was my case study at the academy. Someone out there just beat a 17 year old girl to death. Your job is to find him. Doesn't say in the report that he clipped her nails. He washed her hair. No mutilation? Not this time. He tortures him, makes him do things, and keeps him there for three days. This guy, he crossed the line, and he didn't even blink. Police! What Detective Dormer doesn't know is that murder is only part of the plan. Who am I speaking to? Can't sleep, Will. He will taunt you. You and I share a secret. We know how easy it is to kill somebody. He will torment you. Can't be easy after three days of no sleep. Are you seeing things yet? Those little tricks of light. He will get inside your head. There's a ferry about five miles north of Night Mute. I'll be on 11 o'clock. I have great respect for your profession, but this situation isn't yours to control, Will. You trying to impress me, Finch? You had the wrong guy. I took you ten minutes to beat Kate Connell to death. No evidence that I killed Kay. You only know it because I told you. Are you doing okay? I mean, you haven't been sleeping much, Detective Dormer. Another night up like this and you're really gonna lose it. Now the game has turned deadlier than he ever imagined. This whole thing you're doing ain't gonna work with me. Seven years before that incident happened, uh, there was released a film by Christopher Nolan uh, called Insomnia, uh, written. Oh, uh, where did the writers? Henry, Hillary? Hillary Sites? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hillary Sites. I tried, Hillary. Um, so you've been telling me about this movie for years. Uh, it it yep. comes up a lot. Um, yep. And then, of course, 2002 uh, list comes along, and I'm like, oh, okay, gotta watch Insomnia. Yep. Yep. And uh, right before I had, I think you had mentioned, I don't remember what it was this year on the show. It was possibly even this fall 
Mm. We were talking about some movie and you had said, if you want to watch another, an example of a simple story done well, Christopher Nolan's insomnia is a Mm. good example of that. Mm -hmm. And I either said or thought, you know, I don't just think things. We come on. I spy yeah, right, right, um, right. I, uh, I, it occurred to me, Oh cool. I'm, I'm probably watching that soon. So I did. Uh, it's on yeah. HBO max. Uh, and it, it's an, it's a, it's a good, it's a simple story done. Well, it's exactly as, as you advertised. It's uh, this stars Al Pacino, Robin Williams, Hillary Swank. Um, and, uh, I really enjoyed this. It's, uh, yeah. it takes place in Alaska a couple of police officers, well, detectives from the LAPD are sent up there to help the local police in a murder investigation of a, of a um, teenager. You come to learn pretty quickly that these two are like kind of under investigation for some, well, I don't know exactly, just internal affairs are investigating them. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like this subplot that's that's going on. Is that why they're sent up there? Is it because they're being investigated and they just need them out of town, or is May, that just incidental? Maybe I can't remember. I don't remember either. Um, I'm trying to think of yeah, they do so at the request of Chief Nyback, an old college of uh, old colleague of Dormer. Okay, sorry. So he, the chief up there, is a friend of Al Pacino's character. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so that that's um that's part of kind of the, the, the tension, the story, the story tension there is just like, is whether or not like they're going to get, uh, you know, old cases overturned because of, um, what happened, you know, when a cop is found to be dirty or unethical to an illegal extent, everyone they locked up, all those cases get reopened and those people end up walking free basically. So this is a, you know, Al Pacino is a police officer as a detective with a very long career. That's, not something he wants to happen. He's sort of choosing to go, we're, we're going to be fine. We didn't do anything yeah. wrong. And I can't remember if he actually opens up to, to the fact that he did or not. But the other guy he's with is like, is thinking about taking a deal to roll on him basically. And that's the drama yep. between the two of them. Yep. And I don't know how much I want to spoil. I feel like I can spoil this because this is yeah. integral. They end up chasing, they end up like, you know, chasing the person who, killed this teenager pursuing him in this amazing scene in the fog mm-hmm. this perfectly cinematic iconic yeah. uh sequence in the woods and he ends up shooting his partner fatally by accident yep and of course his partner as he's dying thinks that he was he's being murdered because yeah Pacino's mad that he's talking yeah yep. the killer is Revealed to be pretty early in the movie. It is Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams saw it happen. Yeah. And starts to try to blackmail him yeah. uh, very well <clears throat> and very measured. And uh, and that's like the drama of the movie. It's like, oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to like help this guy get away? Is he going to mm-hmm. turn him in and, and, and be found out himself? Because he tries to make it look like the killer shot him, not yeah. him. You know, right. I'm under investigation by internal affairs. I can't have them, you know, I shot my partner in the woods. Like, right. After I, after I found out even like his chief is like, Oh, I bet you did it. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really intense. Um, yeah. it's a really, really intense movie. And I, I, I loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a fun watch. When was the last time you saw this? 
Oh man. Um, shortly after college, actually. Um, so it's been, it's been years. Um, I mean, yeah, probably like seven years or, or, or better, but it's, it's, there are certain sequences like that fog sequence is just like ingrained in my mind and, um, and just certain things that I, I won't forget about the movie because it is a good movie. It's, it, it, it's, it's exactly that. It's a, it's a story that, uh, is simple, digestible, and yet poignant and well-made. And I, I always say that, like, I always refer this movie, uh, I always refer to this movie as Christopher Nolan's normalist movie, mm-hmm. like his most, his most atypically like it's a typical atypical movie for him yeah for him um and um because you know christopher nolan loves his you know uh 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 non-linear storytelling and and just like little gimmicky tricks and traps and whatnot and this is just sort of like a movie like i feel like the fact that he directed this gets so little it just gets so little attention. It's overshadowed by literally every other movie he's ever made. (laughs) Um, because they're all grander. They're all, they've all got like this gimmick, but this movie is just, um, straightforward thriller. Um, but it's one, I mean, to me, it's, it's a, it's so much better than something like interstellar or, um, you know, even, even inception, even, and and I like these movies, but, um, but it's just like a straightforward movie, like it's a movie's movie. And um, and that to me makes it unique in his catalog, uh, because I don't know that we'll ever get another movie from Christopher Nolan like this, because I think there's a pressure on him now to produce like a Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was decidedly not a Christopher Nolan movie. Um, and um, and it almost could have been directed by anybody. I'm glad it wasn't, but it almost could have been. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I enjoy the film for how atypical it is for him. Um, and, and aside from that, any, 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 any director that got paired with this script, I think would have been able to, you know, have a pretty easy time making a good movie out of it. Um, it just so happens that Christopher Nolan knows how to take a script and make a great movie out of it. Um, and, and that's exactly what he did here. Um, his casting is great. Obviously Al Pacino, you know, a lot has been said about Al Pacino's later career. This is one where he's still caring. Like he still wants to make a good movie here. Um, Hillary Swank's great in the film. Um, Robin Williams is great. This was the first thing I saw Robin Williams in that was dramatic. Right. right. Like obviously he'd done a whole lot prior to this. This was that year. Like I've, I'm one of the things I'm seeing in 2002, that was a year where he <clears throat> made all those shocking choices. He, yeah, he was in this yep. he, same year, death to smoochie. Yep. Same year, one hour photo. Yep. Yep. With all three movies where he played either a, an unlikable character. Yep. Or like a villain. monster. Yeah. 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 And, and, yeah, so this is like the first thing that I saw where I was like, oh, he's just like, this is not Robin Williams. I'm not laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like obviously his voice is still so Robin Williams. I mean, there's no disguising that voice on the phone. He's like, I killed her, Will. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh um, I killed her. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> I was like, meh, meh. And she was like, stop it. Oh, ah. Hey, speaking of Robin Williams, this is a little bit of an aside. Okay. Um, 
Do you know do you know who Robin Williams' roommate was when he was at Juilliard? Mm-mm. Also recently passed away was Kevin Conroy. Really? Yeah. So they were roommates. And wow. you, you can you can go listen to like, you know, people asking Kevin like what was Robin like? Like, especially after Robin passed. Like yeah. there was like every interview was like, what was he like? And I remember Kevin being like, Oh, Robin was never off. Like yeah. I, I would be, I would be in the dorm, like in our room, and I would hear behind his closed door like a conversation, multiple voices. And you'd go in there thinking there's multiple people, but it's just Robin. And there's no audience. There's nobody in there. It's just Robin talking to himself in different <laughs> voices. So annoying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so interesting factoid. Rest in peace, uh, Kevin Conroy. And Robin, um, yeah, both of them. That's that's. We just recently had the, the anniversary of Robin Williams' death recently as well. But yeah, losing yeah. Kevin Conroy, that was. I mean, yeah, no, he's he's not in this movie, but like it, that we yeah. did we didn't even talk about that. Like he. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. for sure, and it was sudden um, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I didn't even know he was sick. Yeah. Um. So that sucks, yeah. but um. But yeah, so uh, back to Insomnia. Um, great movie. I, I really enjoy it. I really want to rewatch it now. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's such a good movie. Um, and yeah, just like in my brain, like I'm just just picturing that scene in the fog. And it's like, this is, you use the word iconic. Yeah. Unfortunately, no one else includes this on their iconic movies list or iconic you know, moments list, but yeah, I'd agree. Like, I think, I think it's totally like that's cinematic to me. Whenever um, I think of like an image or a shot or sequence, like, and I, I maybe use the the word iconic a little bit liberally now, but I think of like, well, who else? I can't think of another film off the top of my head. I'm sure there's plenty of films that have shot a scene in the woods with there's fog, yeah. but like on location in Alaska, like, you know, a, a foot chase mm. chasing a killer disoriented like just that there isn't another scene i can think of that has been done yeah like that specifically like i look at that and i go no that's how you would shoot that that that's how it should be shot even if someone else has done it i don't care this you know that and that's why i call it iconic yeah for sure i agree and there's a lot that's been said especially recently it's like anytime um a director or or really anything in in the film business gets like really popular then people start turning on it, right? So Christopher Nolan was that same way. It's like everyone loves Christopher Nolan when the Dark Knight trilogy is happening. And then suddenly everyone's like, eh, he's not that good. Eh. And you start hearing all of these people like, you know, come out of the woodwork. I still think he's great. I, I'll freely admit the last few films of his have been underwhelming to me. But that's not, I don't think he's a poor director, which is, is it gets lobbied around often like, He's just like the the fancier Michael Bay, and I'm like I I, I don't yeah, see I don't that. Understand like, that at all? Yeah, I don't either. Um, but but I all again I always ref, like say go back and watch Insomnia, and you'll see that he knows how to shoot tense action sequences. Um, and and like this isn't even like you know extreme action, but it's it's a, it's a tense action sequence, mm-hmm. and and it's well shot, well choreographed. It makes sense. It's iconic. It's great um and then but you you know these video essays that pop up on youtube where it's like why the dark knight isn't as good as you remember 
And it's like the direction is terrible mm. and you can't tell what's happening in this sequence. And look, the screen direction changes from left to right to right to left. Oh, he's a terrible director now. And it's it's like, uh, shut up. Yeah, I don't I don't have time. I just oh boy, we could do a whole episode on. On bad video essays and bad criticism. Yes. We talk about it so often on the show. It's yep. almost. I know. But yeah, like occasionally violating the 180 degree rule or yeah you know is is not equal to bad filmmaking it's like and 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 running a checklist of every little nitpicky thing that a director did or didn't do yeah in the road to making their movie is not criticism that's just look how please click on me please i have nothing there's a moment that sticks out in my mind um from catch me if you can which we also recently discussed yes um where um, Leonardo DiCaprio is in the hallway of like a hotel and he's meeting uh, a woman. He sees her walking up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, the the image is burned in my mind. Um, and in that sequence, Steven Spielberg himself breaks the 180 degree rule. And so by that logic, Steven Spielberg is now a terrible director, right? <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe the coverage didn't work out. Maybe they were rushed right. that day. Maybe whatever, whatever, whatever. Who cares? Uh, maybe it, maybe it was an artistic choice. I don't know. I frankly, you know, this is like the cinema sins version of like whether a director is good or not is like, ah, they, uh, they, I also hear this one all the time. This is like, you know, there's like shorts that pop up on your YouTube where it's like, you know, did you know that in the dark night, uh, when, uh, Harvey Dent's in the hospital, uh, the Joker, uh, holds his hand up and uh, Harvey Dent has a heart monitor on his finger in one shot and it's not there in the next shot. Somebody wasn't paying attention. Oops. <laughs> this is, you didn't even, that's not even a criticism. That's just Oops. a goof. <laughs> Shut up. It's a movie. Uh, <sighs> that person's never been to film school. You cut for performance, you asswipe. <laughs> you cut for performance 100% of the time. Who cares yeah. about the pulse ox, the pulse ox seminar not being on his finger for one you, shot? You, you tell me that like, Nolan's your, your stock portfolio. <laughs> Nolan's not going to be sitting in in the edit bay and going, "Oh, we can't use that shot. That's not on his finger." Oh, the pulse ox isn't oh, there. No, you well, know what? Well, let's just trash all of that. And we'll have to use the take where he laughs and has to start over again because that's yeah. the only one with the pulse or, ox. You know, you know what? Let's just call WB and get some reshoots going. <laughs> that guy's going to nail me on this. I got to get this right. Yeah, that one guy on YouTube who who. He owns <laughs> who, me. Who puts up drywall for a living? He's really going to be mad at me. You know what I mean? So anyway, whatever. I, I I say all that to say, if you're one of those people that soured on Christopher Nolan, if you're one of those people that's saying like Nolan's was never good, blah, 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 shut up and go watch Insomnia, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that he can pull off a film that's restrained. That's lacking all of those Nolanisms that everyone's souring on, and why you know everyone's like, oh, the, the the Batman Begins has a nonlinear storytelling. It's awful too, and it's like, shut up, just gosh, I hate all of this stuff. Anyway, if you that's- watch Cinema Sins. I urge you to think on your actual sins <laughs> instead of yeah, 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 instead of continuing to watch Cinema Sins. I think that that. I- it is truly one of the worst things that's happened to like the public discourse around movie criticism. It's just taught people to go, if you spot a mistake, you're a genius and everyone else is dumb. Right. 
and and now your opinion means more and whatever. But I, I always urge you, like, just go make your own movie then and make yeah. it without a single mistake. The, it, it's impossible. And you just have to understand that, like, your suspension of if your suspension of disbelief is so low that, you know, a, a simple like continuity goof is going to completely take you out of the movie, then you're not actually in the movie. And that can be a fault of the movie, but sure. it could be that you're just looking for things to pick on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you can enjoy, like, do you go through life that way? Do you just walk into right. a, into a room and just look for things that are misspelled? Yes, correct. <laughs> like, like uh, now I say that I, I noticed those things and, and uh, I, you know, it, it, it brings me great sadness when I see them, but I got to tell you, I don't like go in somewhere and go, all right, let's correct a bunch of people today. It's like, yeah, or like, do you bring like a level with you everywhere you go, and like make sure that all the door jams are level and the baseboards? Who like, built this door? Is stupid! What an idiot! Look at that! Yeah, this countertop isn't three feet off the ground. It's two, two eleven. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! Wow, two eleven and five sixteenths. What an idiot! All that. Uh, yeah, that it was an aside. I, I don't know how I got on that, but. <laughs> But the 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 point is, I like insomnia, and I think it's well made, and yeah. it, it and it is that restrained Christopher Nolan that a lot of people are are kind of begging for right now for whatever mm -hmm. reason. I myself am just saying, Nolan, do whatever craziness comes to your mind. Yeah. I don't care. I think it's I think it's genuinely innovative. Like Tenet was very innovative. Here's the problem: you got to give me a good story, story. with solid characters. That's the that's where I'm I'm at, but I'm not at all knocking Christopher Nolan's directorial abilities. He knows how to get a good cast. He can assemble a great team and he can do good work. Um, if the script serves that, then it works out for the best. Right. The Dark Knight is is a good example of that. But again, I think we've both. I think we're in agreement on this. It, to me, his magnum opus is the prestige. Oh yeah. Um, and and I, I encourage you to look at the prestige to see that Nolan can do Nolan-y tricks and deliver a very competent, you know what, masterpiece of a movie. Yes. And and uh, and Insomnia, while it's probably not a masterpiece, it's leagues better than any thriller I've seen recently save for anything by Denis Villeneuve. Oh yes. Denis Villeneuve is, is the, is, is the greatest. <laughs> D Denis is almost the new Nolan. I want make. him to make the movie he wants to make. And yeah. with the understanding, which I'm sure he understands that not everyone's going to like everyone. Something that's going to be hit and miss, but yeah. you know that when you're watching it, you're watching like you're watching something unique and you're watching yeah. something that's, you know, made for your enjoyment uh, through, you know, the vision of the director for the enjoyment of the audience, but also to express something and not like, you know, for as much as I love the good Marvel movies, like I, I do need movies that are not made by, as by such a large committee of yeah. people. And I'd, I'd like something with some singular vision. Like I, I do, I like balance in my entertainment, some stuff yeah. I want with broad appeal yeah. and some stuff I want to watch and go, all right, what can this movie do different that I have not yeah. seen before? Exactly. You know, I, I wasn't even that strong on like Annihilation, but I finished yeah. that movie and I was like, wow, there's nothing like that out there. <laughs> there's right. there's nothing like the film I just watched, you know? Yeah, I agree. I was the same way. It's yeah. kind of, I'm lukewarm on it, but I'm also like, it's like, wow, that's, that was, that was great. Respect. Yeah, yeah. Respect. Yeah. 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 
But yeah. yes, Insomnia, highly recommended. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to give it a star rating just because yeah. I haven't seen it in so long, but it's up there. Yeah, I would recommend it for sure. It's on HBO Max, and if you've not seen it, cool movie. Yep. Sure. 